Hello, friends. Brian Gailey, Klamath Falls News. Welcome to Ask Klamath, presented by Fast Break. Today, we're joined by Chief Dave Hensley of City of Klamath Falls Police Department. <laughs> Thanks, Welcome, friend. Chief. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Glad to have you here. Hey, we're going to actually get to your questions here in just a moment. But before we do, Damien, roll that intro. friends, Brian Gailey, Clown Falls News. Welcome back to Ask Klamath. Today we are joined by Chief Dave Hensley of the City of Clown Falls Police Department. Thank you for being here. Today's live broadcast is brought to you by uh, Fast Break. They're our sponsor here today. Uh, this is our third episode of Season 2. And uh, welcome. Well, Thank you. Say welcome to, you know... I want, never really have officially welcomed you to Klamath Falls, but you're going on almost four years now. Yeah, three and a half years. It'll be four coming up the first part of next year. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, it went by fast. It did. Well, I've got a bio here about Chief Hensley, and I just want to read this here so off the sheet so I don't mess it up. Uh, so you are a 25-year veteran of law enforcement experience. You started as a reserve officer with the City of Corvallis Police Department in 1992. Uh, you were hired as a full-time police officer with the City of Corvallis in '93. Chief Hensley has served as a police officer, community resource officer, field training officer, detective, sergeant, lieutenant, and captain during your career. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Chief Hensley has served as a survival skills instructor, teaching the use of force, defensive in defensive tactics, impact weapons, counter assault tactics, and reality-based training. Uh, in other words, don't piss you off, right? <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but okay. Uh, as the chief of police for the city of police city of Clown Falls Police Department, Chief Hensley is responsible for planning, directing, and leading the Clown Falls Police Department, consistent with community policing objectives. The chief establishes performance standards, develops process that involved employees in decision-making, and provides career development opportunities for staff. That is quite the bio, and this actually comes from the uh, City PD uh, webpage. So there's a whole lot more about Chief Hensley on there, and I would recommend checking that out. Uh, so again, welcome to our show. Thank you. Um, pleased to have you here. I'm happy to be here. I was really excited to do this today. I I'm glad you are. <laughs> So far, anyway, by the end, I might regret it. But right now, no, it sounds like a lot of fun. Well, you know, it, 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 it's a give and a take. So. <laughs> uh, so that's a lot of stuff on your resume. What did we miss? Nothing. I think that that's just a lot of words to basically say I work for you, right? I, I work for the city of Klamath Falls, and I work for the citizens here, and, and that's all great stuff. But at the end of the day, uh, my role and responsibility is to make sure that we have a great place to live, and, and I serve your needs. Wonderful. And that didn't sound like a politician's answer? No, it, yeah, I'm not a politician, not by any means. You know, I went to school thinking I was going to be a politician, but quickly realized I'm not a politician. Uh, but I do love service, and I love people. Wonderful. Well, guys, we're going to be taking your questions during this show. Uh, this live broadcast is... Uh, for Chief Hensley, we actually asked for some questions ahead of time. We've got a whole bunch of those we're going to get to here in just a moment. Uh, but we're going to take your live questions during the show as well. So right down there in the comments, go ahead and put your questions in. And we're going to ask those at the end of the show for Chief Hensley. Uh, I do want to mention that our sponsor, our presenting sponsor here is Fast Break. 
they <coughs> actually are going to give a $25 payday rewards card to one of you that asks a question on the show. And, uh, Chief, we're going to get to some questions. Whatever one sticks out the most to you right? gets 25 bucks. Yeah, send some questions in. Some people did already uh, through the comment section of the website, and I read through some of those. And I will tell you right now, I have a front runner. There's somebody that asked a great question that I really like. So if you want to be a part of that, let's, let's see some live questions. Awesome. Can't wait. Well, are you ready to take a couple questions? Let's do it, yeah. Okay. Well, 25 years, well, 92 mm -hmm. is when you got started. How did you get started in law enforcement? Oh, you know, this is I get this this uh, question asked of me a lot, and it sounds, you know, like a great question, but there's really not a lot to it. It's not a great answer. I uh, was going to Oregon State University, um, and I was giving Brian a bad time before we went on the air because he has a duck hat back here, but he doesn't have an OSU hat. So well, we're, we're just going to have to fix that. I need to change that. Both teams. So I went to Oregon State University, and I was studying political science, and it's kind of a, you know, funny thing. I have a BS in politics. I have a Bachelor of Science in politics. Um, but I didn't know what I was going to do with my life, and I was talking to a counselor between my junior and senior year, and she says, what are you, you going to do when you graduate? And I said, I have no idea. Um, and she says, well, tell me what you like. And I said, I like people. I like the outdoors. I like something new all the time. I'm a problem solver. I like leadership opportunities. And she said, why don't you just go be a cop? That's really how that started. So my senior year of college, I applied to be a reserve police officer with the city of um, Corvallis, and I got selected to be a reserve. And while I was finishing up my degree at Oregon State, I was also going to the Reserve Police Academy down in Eugene. Uh, I applied for a full-time position with the city of Corvallis um, about December of my senior year of college, and I got hired right after I graduated. So a counselor, if you are watching this by any chance and you know who you are, um, thank you. That's what got me started. Oh, well, 25, a little over 25 years ago. That's awesome. It's amazing what uh, what influence counselors can actually have. Sure. Right. Um, so you've done a lot. We've, we we listed your whole resume for the most part there just a few minutes ago. You've done a lot of things. How did those positions and jobs and duties prepare you for being a chief? So, you know, one thing I tell people at our department and I tell any young young person um, that's going to school or starting their career is never miss an opportunity. If you have an opportunity to better yourself, when a door opens, go through it or at least try to go through it, but seize moments and seize opportunities to learn and to grow. So I'm fortunate and I'm blessed that I had some leaders of the Corvallis Police Department that, that uh, put a lot of trust in me and gave me a lot of um, roles and responsibilities to really advance my career. And, you know, a lot of it is just uh, seize those opportunities and learn and grow and make the most of those. So take advantage of all opportunities. Take advantage of opportunities, right. I, um, I try not to ever think about what could have been or I never want to say I wish I would have. Um, so I've, I've tried everything from police officer to being a coach to being an instructor to advancing up through the ranks. And I made sure that as I did advance up through the ranks that I got a little bit of exposure, even in programs where I wasn't actually that officer. So, for example, canine. I was never a canine officer, but I supervised the canine unit to learn about the canine and became an agitator and helped train the dogs and those types of things. So um, it was just real important for me to have a, a full understanding of law enforcement from answering calls to service to understanding community expectations, to helping a city you know, make, uh, make themselves better. Awesome. So a lot of those different things are done by different organizations as well, not just mm -hmm. yours. Correct. You have the <coughs> County Sheriff's Department. Mm -hmm. You have Oregon State Police. Mm -hmm. What is different between Klamath Falls City Police, the Sheriff, and the State Police? There's different jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. There's different things. You guys do it different ways. Um, 
what where is that where's the line get drawn and things it's like very that? confusing uh to to think about that so let's start with how are we the same Th that is the best place to start that conversation all of us go to the police academy in salem we're all certified through the department of public safety standards and training and all of us have jurisdiction in this in the state of oregon so if somebody um assaults somebody here in klamath and they flee to portland for example we can still go to portland and arrest them in portland or, or serve a search warrant in portland all of us are certified police officers in the state of Oregon, but we work for different government entities. So if I'm a sheriff's deputy, for example, I work for the county of Klamath. If I, me being a police officer with the city of Klamath Falls, I work for the Klamath Falls um, Police Department in the, in the city of Klamath Falls. So different governmental entities can also enact their own laws based on their geographical needs and expectations. So we have municipal code, for example, in Klamath Falls. So police officers in Klamath Falls can also enforce municipal code, but a deputy can't and a trooper cannot because they're not sworn in in, in Klamath Falls, in the city of Klamath Falls, whereas I can't enforce county codes or county laws. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So really, we're all cops in Oregon, but we all work for ge different geographical governments, and we can enforce their rules and expectations as well. Very good. Um, well, thank you for answering that and helping clarify some of how that all works. Mm -hmm. uh, if you've got any questions for Chief Hensley, now's a great time. We're actually going to take a commercial break here in just a moment. Uh, reminder, one more time, somebody is going to get 25 bucks courtesy of Fast Break, our presenting sponsor here of Ask Klamath. Uh, share this. Let your friends know. We've got Chief Dave Hensley on the show today. Guys, we'll be right back. Fuel. Refreshment. Convenience. Community. Reward. Fast Break Convenience Stores with seven basin locations at Madison Chevron, Homedale Fast Break, Merrill Mobile, 97 Chevron, McDole Fuel Good, Washburn Chevron, and Bly Fuel Good. Fast Break, convenience, community, service. Slow down. Slow down and move over. And move over. When you see lights, vests, of reflectors. Please, give us some room. Slow down and move over. When you need us. We've got your back. Do you have ours? You got our back? You got ours? You got our back? Please, slow down. And move over. have your car taken to the shop of your choice. So my friend had her car taken to Excel Auto Body because she heard about their reputation for excellent work. They even gave her a written warranty that's good for as long as she owns that car. So Excel Auto Body is a very smart choice. Hi, I'm Rourke, owner of Excel Auto Body. No matter if the damage is minor or major, you'll want to choose us now. So if you are ever in an accident, you'll be ready. And remember, it's your choice what body shop you go to. Choose Excel Auto Body. It's your car, our reputation. I'm say my mother's probably there. Hello, friends. Brian Gailey, Klamath Falls News. Welcome back to Ask Klamath. We are joined here today by Chief Dave Hensley. Um, we want to thank you again once for being here. My pleasure. Uh, this segment is actually brought to you by CrossFit APE. They're located at 105 North Spring Street. CrossFit APE offers core strength and conditioning program built on consistently varied functional movements executed at a high intensity. Learn more at CrossFitAPE.blogspot.com. CrossFit, APE, involve your lifestyle. All right. Chief, are you ready for some more questions? Sure. Let's do this. All right. So we got some questions that we submitted. We actually asked for your questions on Monday. We have some of those submitted. We're going to ask some of those today. If 
once again, if we ask your question on the air, you will be entered to win that $25 uh, gift certificate from Fastbreak. But if we didn't get to your question, please do not be upset. There was a lot of good questions. We couldn't get them all in the show today. Uh, Don Patterson's asking, what is the short-term issues facing the KPD, the Cloud Falls Police Department, and what are the long-term issues, and how will you help solve those issues? You know, I think that I, I saw this question. I thought it was a, a, a big question that we could take the entire hour and talk about, but uh, I'll, I'll try to do my best. Some of the short-term things that I'm facing right now is, is in the next five years or so. So I'm thinking short-term, I'm thinking under five years, and long-term, I'm thinking beyond five. That's just kind of the way my, my mind works. Short-term, one of my priorities right now at the police department is we need to have a leadership succession plan. There's several of us in the agency that are getting older. There's several of us that are expecting to retire in the next three to five years. So we want to make sure that we don't have this vacuum of solid leadership out of our department. So we're working real hard to make sure that officers are prepared for advancement, that we can carry on the mission, and we can carry on the goals and objectives of, of our police department. And not um, have any lack of services to our community through some of those leadership transitions that we're expecting. So we're working real hard on a leadership succession plan and who's going to do what, who's going to go where, are we prepared um, for that transition and leadership. So that's kind of a short-term um, issue we're looking at. And long-term, my priority long-term, I think we need to, to really understand um, what I'm about to say. we got to look at our vision statement of the Corvallis, or excuse me, Corvallis, still got that in my head sometimes, <laughs> of the Klamath Falls Police Department. Our vision statement is, is to create a, a community where citizens are proud to live, work, and raise families without fear of crime. And that's really important to me. So what does that basically boil down to without all the flowery words? Make Klamath Falls great. Um, so our long-term goal is to work as a department within the city and all of us come together to show our community that we care about Klamath Falls and really try to create this momentum and get other groups to join this momentum um, to make us great. I, we live in an amazing place. I moved here for a reason. I think this place is beautiful. I think there's amazing men and women and, and kids that live here. And I was really inspired to be a part of this culture down here. And I think that we're on the cusp of something really magnificent in Klamath. So our long-term goals is to be a part of that solution with Klamath Falls. It's not just me, the chief. I think it's all of us as a community coming together to advance us. So this is a place that we're all extremely proud of. I know we are we are already. I'm not trying to make that sound as a negative comment, but how can we be better and how are we going to get there as our long-term long goals? There's actually a question we'll get to a little bit later asking the same thing. How, how can we do better? Right? Mm -hmm. How can we be better? So we're actually going to get to that. But I actually want to you mentioned the advancement and, and some of the people moving up in the leadership ranks and stuff like that in, in talking about short-term issues. Mm -hmm. But that means you have positions at a lower level that need to be filled as well, right? Sure, sure. So are you guys actively recruiting or is there a process for that? So we're not running recruitments as uh, we typically did in the past. And when we had an opening, we'd start a recruitment. And law enforcement has a, a long history of those processes taking a long time. Um, and I found that we were losing good candidates because they just didn't want to wait around for six months to get hired. Let's be honest. I don't know that I would today. Um, so we've modified and we've tweaked our hiring process to really streamline that. We bring people in that are that are interested in working for our agency. We bring them in on, let's just 
say a Monday, for example, we don't always start them on a Monday, but just to make this conversation go smoothly, we bring them in on a Monday, they do a couple of tests, we get right into the actual interviews. By the next day, the ones that are successful through several, several phases that occur in one day, the next day of that hiring process, they're in my office if they've made it to the command interview, and I'm making condi conditional job offers two days after you've come in for your initial assessment. So we're trying to really streamline that process. The other thing that we've modified is we don't have recruitments. We're open all the time. If you're interested in working for the city of Klamath Falls, fill out an application. We'll look at your, your resume and then when we get, or, or your application, and when we get a group of 15, 20, 30, um, then we'll do a testing process. Currently, we're at 100% staffing. We are expecting some turnover um, shortly. Uh, so we're looking to hire a couple people coming up. And the last process that we just ran through, we've got two or three really, really Really great, amazing people in the hopper that we can that we can call and send them a tentative job offer. Um, but if you're interested in, in working for us, fill out an application and we'll give you a call. Is there something somebody could do, say, career uh, law enforcement and, and something along those lines is what they want to do? Say they're in high school now. Mm -hmm. Is there a career path that maybe they sure. should follow? So we have an explorer post. So kids that are under 21 years of age can be a part of our explorer post, and they get an explorer uniform and they get access to the building, so they can come and go as they please, and they have full access to the trainings that the police officers go to. Um, they do a lot of special events for us, so they're really, really handy and much needed to the police department just as far as running the business of policing. Um, they get to do ride-alongs with the officers whenever they want, and they have a rank structure, so they can promote up through the ranks within the Explorer Post, and it gives them a lot of leadership opportunities. They get to see a lot about the community, learn a lot about the community at the same time. And then people that are over 21, they can join our reserve program. Our reserve program sends them through a reserve police Academy and they're actually sworn in as police officers. They wear the same uniform I'm wearing today. Um, they have a, a gun and a taser and they're trained in every, every uh, piece of training that the officers uh, partake in. And then they have levels of being a reserve. And once they move up to a level one reserve, they can actually go out on their own and answer calls and talk to community members as a, as a police officer. So we have that opportunity as well. And then we also have our VIP program, which is our uh, volunteers in policing. We just call them our VIPs because they're amazing. And we've got about a half dozen VIPs that work for us right now. And without them, we couldn't, like I said, run the business of policing. They take our cars in for oil changes. They make sure that the cars are equipped with all the needed equipment for the officers every day. Um, minor fixes to police cars, whatever's needed. They run errands for us, go into Staples because we're going to have a ceremony or, or whatever the case may be. And they are, uh, they're heaven sent. So if somebody's interested in just being a volunteer with us, um, that would that's a great way to get in, in, engaged and involved as well. And how would somebody become a volunteer? Just give us a call. Our telephone number is 541-883-5336. Uh, that's right to the office. You can also Google it or, or look it up online. Get our phone number. Give us a call. We've got information about being a VIP. We also have the Citizens Police Academy that's coming up the first part of 2019. So you can learn more about the Citizens Police Academy um, and get an in-depth look at what we do at the police department from the police officers. Awesome. A lot of good stuff there. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. We have actually have, uh, and if I pronounce your name wrong, please don't, you know, bash me or hurt me or anything like that. So um, and this one is probably one of those where I'm going to say it wrong. Liz, were, uh, were. again, were, uh, again, I'm sorry if I, if I butcher your name. Uh, she wants to know, and you actually mentioned a little bit about burglary here a few minutes ago about, mm -hmm. you know, having a safer climate for all mm -hmm. of us. She says, she asks, how are you going to address the burglary problems here? It seems to be getting worse. 
We track our crime statistics every month. Um, we implemented a program called IMPACT, and IMPACT stands for Mission Policing Through the Analysis of Crime Trends. And once a month, the first uh, Tuesday of every month at 6 a.m., we sit, we sit down as an organization and we talk about what has occurred in the previous month. And we look at all of our crime statistics and we compare those statistics to the two prior months so we have a, a quarter snapshot of what's going on in Klamath Falls. We then look at that quarter and we compare it to the quarter before. So we have a six month look back as to what's going on with crime trends. And then we also compare the current quarter to the exact same quarter a year before. So we kind of get this idea of what's going on. We look at the day that crimes occurred, the, the time that crimes occurred, which beat those crimes occurred in. And we look for any type of trends that we can target to mitigate those problems. Our, our burglary statistics over the course of the last three and a half years really haven't fluctuated. Um, we're seeing about 10 a month, give or take. Sometimes there are a couple more. Sometimes there are a little bit less than that. And that's residential burglaries and business burglaries combined. And what we do is if we see any type of pattern that we can actively address, it may be that we have a suspect in one of them. So we'll go find that suspect and talk to the suspect or whatever the case may be. But we talk about those monthly and we come up with our missions um, to address those problems. And burglary comes up every single month. I ask the staff every month about our burglary numbers to, so we can actively go out and address it. I'm not going to get into too much about our tactics on how we address that, um, but we have a handful of things that we do to go out and find people that, that are um, um, uh, responsible for burglaries. Okay. Um, so Mike uh, Germelis, again, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, Mike, I'm sorry. Um, why isn't something being done about the meth problem in our city? It's obvious everywhere you look. I saw this question too, and it's an interesting question in the way that it was phrased. And I don't know that Mike really meant to phrase it that way, but why isn't something being done implies that nothing is being done. And I found that kind of odd because we work really hard to address methamphetamine in Klamath Falls. When I got here in 2015, we did not have a drug team, for example. So one of my first priorities was to bring back the drug team. So we, we brought back the Basin Interagency Narcotic Enforcement Team, and they've been very proactive about dismantling the distribution, the illegal flow of methamphetamine into Klamath Falls. So I, I, I got to look at my notebook here because I'm not you know, good at remembering numbers and whatnot, but I did write down a couple things that I thought that the, the audience would think was interesting. By net, since April of 2016, they've conducted 470 investigations and arrested 260 people. They've seized 61, um, almost 61 and a half pounds of methamphetamine, almost two and a half pounds of cocaine. They've taken 88 illegal weapons off the street. They've conducted 61 search warrants and they've solved 195 cases of stolen property as it relates to burglaries and theft and stuff like that. And then they've seized $138,000 in that amount of time. Just the Klamath Falls Police Department alone, not including Binet, so these are completely different. Um, we've conducted 20 marijuana investigations in that time um, and 498 uh, investigations for methamphetamine, heroin, and cocaine. So that's uh, over 500 investigations that just our department. So I, I think we're doing a lot to address the methamphetamine problem. Um, and and I, I feel bad that that isn't recognized more in Klamath Falls. So maybe we need to figure out ways to address that and show our community that we are battling that problem. It may be one of those things that's not seen right uh and in, in, until you're really looking for it right right and, and you in that time frame was that just this year it was 16 and 17 so 16 and 17 yeah, and then and then year to date 18 okay so 
30, almost almost, three 30, almost right. 36 months. Right. So 500, almost 500 investigations. Right. In, in just our department alone. Right. And then another 300 for Binet. So uh, that's that's something. Yeah, that's pretty significant. It is. It's it's kind of scary to think that there needs to be that much to start with. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So, but I agree, and I can't speak for everybody out there, but I certainly greatly appreciate that you guys do what you do right. when it does come to that. So that's a great question. I thank you for the opportunity for me to be able to share some of those statistics to show that we do take it seriously and we're, we're working really hard to address it. Awesome. Well, guys, we're uh, running a little long on our time, actually. Um, so we are going to be taking a break here in just a moment, but I want to remind you, now is a great time to get your questions in for Chief Hensley. We are going to be asking your questions from the feed here in our live feed for him a little bit later in the show. And one of you will get 25 bucks from our presenting sponsor, Fast Break. Guys, we're going to be right back after these commercials. Refreshment, convenience, community, rewards. Fast Break Convenience Stores with seven basin locations at Madison Chevron, Homedale Fast Break, Merrill Mobile, 97 Chevron, McDole Fuel Good, Washburn Chevron, and Bly Fuel Good. Fast Break, convenience, community, service. Slow down. Slow down and move over. And move over. When you see lights, vests, or reflectors, please give us some room. Slow down and move over. When you need us, we've got your back. Do you have ours? You got our back? You got ours? You got our back? Please, slow down. And move over. have your car taken to the shop of your choice. So my friend had her car taken to Excel Auto Body because she heard about their reputation for excellent work. They even gave her a written warranty that's good for as long as she owns that car. So Excel Auto Body is a very smart choice. Hi, I'm Rourke, owner of Excel Auto Body. No matter if the damage is minor or major, you'll want to choose us now. So if you are ever in an accident, you'll be ready. And remember, it's your choice what body shop you go to. Choose Excel Auto Body. It's your car, our reputation. Hi, friends. Brian Gailey, Cloud Falls News. We're back to you once again with Ask Klamath, live uh, presented by Fast Break. Today we are joined by Chief Dave Hensley, if you're just joining in with us. Uh, just a quick housekeeping note. Uh, we are having some issues with our system here today. So if everything's working well, give us some thumbs up so we know everything's going well. Uh, if not, you know, let us know in the comments as well. If uh, something all of a sudden comes crashing to a halt, we'll be back as soon as we can. But with that said, I do want to say that this segment is brought to you by the Klamath County Fairgrounds. Um, and there's a lot happening this weekend. Actually, there's a lot happening at the fairgrounds overall. Uh, this weekend, the Basin Bombers return for the roller derby action inside their linen building. And the Klamath Basin Horse Association is doing gaming inside the Stillwell Indoor Arena. They're going to be there all weekend long doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, you can learn more about what the fairgrounds has going on at kcfairgrounds.org. And you can also see how they can help you with your event. Chief, you ready for some more questions? Yeah, let's do this. All right. So Justin Newland says, my question, why are you so awesome? <laughs> I saw that too. Justin, I don't know if we've met, but thank you. That was great. 
Uh, he also comments and says, you're doing a great job, Chief. Much love and appreciation to you. Yeah, well, much love back at you. I think that's a great question or a great statement. Thank you for that. Uh, Rhonda Woolridge Brown says, Chief, besides abiding laws and, and working, what else can I do as a regular c citizen of Klamath Falls to help make our city a better place to live? Yeah, so this is a great question. Um, be engaged. Just be engaged in your community. Find something that you're passionate about in Klamath Falls and be active uh, in that. And there's so many ways to be engaged. We have so many great nonprofit organizations and so many ways to to help out our community. Find something that you're interested in. Um, if you're interested in coming down to being a VIP with us at the police department, I'd love to talk to you about that. But more, uh, you know, if you don't want to be a volunteer and you don't want to be engaged in that capacity, I think just having a lot of passion and pride in our community and helping be the eyes of our community. So if you see something that's out of place, something that's not normal, pick up the phone and call somebody to take care of that, whether it be a pothole in the street or uh, somebody suspicious walking through your neighborhood, be engaged in your community. Be engaged is a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, moving on, Justin Sherrill. Um, this actually might go back to talking about the different jurisdictions <clears throat> and the county sheriffs and things like that, because I know the sheriff has been pretty active in this, but talked a little off. off. How are we going? Are we live? Hi, so. friends. Brian Gailey, Clown Falls News. we got Chief Hensley over here. Let's see if we can get him over here. So we had some technical difficulties. You know, it helps when you actually charge your devices. So we are uh, we dropped the, uh, the, the feed, and we apologize for that. But we are back. We're going to wrap up this interview and, and, uh, and, and, and do this. So, Chief, we actually just asked you a question. You asked me a question about why are we so concerned about a few little plants. Yep. Yeah. I love this format. Look how close we are. We are. We are like up close and personal, right? Is this a first? This is a first. Right? We're doing it on a mini. Hey, I think this is kind of awesome. So here, here's the deal. The law is the law. And I, I swore before God and country and raised my right hand and swore to uphold the law. So people need to recognize if something is against the law, then, then we have to enforce those laws. And if people don't like those laws, then we have mechanisms in place to contact your lawmakers and change those laws. And then we'll enforce and support the new laws. So it's, it's not that we've got some vendetta about a couple of extra plants out there, but if we get complaints from citizens to investigate something that's illegal, we have an obligation to do that. Okay. So moving on, and I'm, I'm not going to dwell on the subject, just so you guys know. There's, there's a lot going on. There's a measure going on. If there's, you know, there's time change laws, right now is a good time to do that. Um, so thank you, Justin, for that question. That was pretty good. Uh, Nicoat Douglas Herrera asks, why was there no representation from the PD on the 9-11 ceremony? So, you know, I'm going to take full responsibility for this question. I was out of town that day. I wasn't in Klamath Falls at that celebration. I was asked to be there, and I couldn't make it. And I made an assumption that uh, we did have representation there. So I don't know that we weren't there. We could have had some detectives there in plain clothes and those types of things. But I'm going to look into it, and I think that that is a big deal and, and something that's very important to me personally and our uh, nation, and uh, we'll be there next year. Very good. Um, talking about change, mm -hmm. if there was anything in your department you could change, what would it be? Oh, geez. Um, I don't know. I, I'm really happy with our agency. I, you know, we're, we're a state accredited agency. We got accredited September of last year, which was a big deal to us. Um, uh, we're very fiscally responsible and we spend your dollars very wisely. Over the last three years, uh, the economy's gone up roughly 9%, and, and we've written budgets that's only gone up 1.67% over the last three years. So we're, we're managing your money very well, and that's really important to us. But even while managing your money extremely well and pinching pennies, 
Um, we have nice equipment. We have nice uniforms. Uh, we have great cops. Uh, I'm, I'm really pleased with where we are as, a, as an agency and how we, we fit into Klamath Falls and trying to make Klamath Falls a better place. So um, I'd have to really do some soul searching to come up with an answer on that. But right now, I'm really pleased with where we are as an agency and where we're going as a city. Okay. So one of the questions we didn't get to earlier that I wanted to ask you is, you, you mentioned the patrol cars, mm -hmm. patrol cars, right? So they have to be replaced every now and then and updated. They, they are a maintenance item. Mm -hmm. How often are they replaced? Mm -hmm. How much does one cost? They're and, expensive. And where do you get them from? So we have a vehicle replacement schedule, and we replace our cars every seven or eight years. So we'll have cars upwards of 200,000 miles when we replace them. We take them to the end of their life. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the wheels are literally falling off when we're getting rid of patrol cars. Um, and we have to go out for bids. So we put out requests for proposals, and we take bids in, in, from all over the state. A lot of... Um, uh, a lot of businesses that sell Ford Interceptors, which is what we drive, all-wheel drives in the snow that we have here. Um, some of them are under state price agreement, which is a guaranteed lowest price in the state. But we do have local vendors that bid as well. And if they outbid the state price agreement, we would we'd love to buy local. We'd, we'd love to spend our dollars here in Klamath Falls. One time that did happen, but a local vendor that we went with. But other times um, they weren't the lowest bidder. And we've gone with a, with a business from outside of the basin because, um, quite honestly, I'm going to spend as little of your money as, as possible. Okay. All right. So looking at some of those questions, guys, I'm actually looking back through the previous feed. that uh, That's what the phone here is for, is looking through the previous feed. We have some questions in there. I also see some questions here about we need to turn it sideways. We must be sideways. So... Guys, we're trying to figure this out. We, we had a major system failure over there. We're just trying to make this work so that you can ask your questions to Chief Hensley. Um, do I look better sideways, though? I don't know. Do you? I don't know. I can't I tell. Know. It's sideways. Damien, let's rotate too. that and see if uh, we get anything. How's that? Is that? Well, you got to get even closer now. we got to really snuggle up. How's now? that, guys? How about a thumbs up if that's working? I know we got 13 or so watching there. Um, so, guys... Um, Thanks, Cheryl. We're not gonna we're not gonna be able to get to a, a lot of what we had planned, so we're just rolling with this uh, commercial break. Up. I do want to thank though our sponsor of uh, Fast Break presenting this to you. We can't roll their commercial. Uh, Excel Auto Body, we do a great sponsor for us as well. So, uh, guys, I want to thank you very much. Um, so, taking a look at some of the questions that we got a little earlier. Uh, Kimberly Elliott says, would you comment on the new public nuisance ordinance Ooh, sure. that was just passed? So she must be talking about the human waste ordinance. Um, you know, we, we put that together in response to our community. Let me back up even further. I think it's really important for a police department to be successful. We have to police based upon the needs and expectations of the town. And if we don't do that, there's going to be a lack of trust and those types of issues. So we had a lot of people asking for us to do something about human waste downtown, and we didn't have an ordinance that specifically addressed it. We could cite someone for um, urinating in an alley, for example, for criminal mischief, but criminal mischief is a criminal event. And I just didn't, me personally, I didn't feel that that was appropriate, that we could arrest somebody for a bodily function. But there are times where the, that, that bodily function is creating damage and is a significant nuisance to businesses. So we needed to do something to uphold an expectation of downtown and up, uh, uphold an expectation of the citizens of Klamath Falls. So we put that ordinance together and council passed that. It will take effect in probably another two weeks. I think that will become effective as a violation. So if somebody is caught doing that, um, they could receive a citation. Up to $250 would be the fine. Okay. 
Uh, we do want to give a quick shout out to one of our sponsors, Shasta Family Dental. Uh, Dr. Minnie Brown created a great team. Um, uh, they hold high value in family, community, honesty, integrity, and <clears throat> compassion. Kind of sounds like the police force. Yeah, uh, they I provide like quality, compassionate deta- uh, dental care and trust throughout respect for the patients. Uh, they care for you and the community. Shasta Family Dental, located right across from your office. Yes, right across from On Shasta Way. Mm-hmm. Learn more at ShastaFamilyDental.com. So we actually, we're going to have an opportunity, Chief, for you to be able to talk about what it is you would like to talk about. What's on your mind? You know, let's go back to that question, um, if there's something I can change. I really like that piece of it. I want to back up, and I applied to be the chief in in Klamath Falls three and a half, almost four years ago now. And one of the things that really drew me to this area is when I came down to visit, and I had an opportunity to talk to a lot of the community members here um, about how much energy there was uh, to make Klamath something really special. And, man, I was really motivated, and I was really inspired by that. And I think if if I ever just got an open mic, kind of like I do right now, and I got to talk about whatever I wanted to talk about, I think that it's really easy for us to see the negative things about Klamath Falls, but we have to pause and really take a hard look at where we live. We live in a beautiful uh, place, and we have some amazing people that live here. This is the most giving community that I have ever experienced or lived in. When we try to do a fundraiser for children for Shop of the Cop, for example, the amount of money that people donate to good causes like that is just absolutely beyond me. And we need to all just kind of take a collective pause, take a look around and realize we have something real special here. And we need to, um, in my opinion, just really value that and, and believe in that. Very good. Um, so live questions, we, we looked at uh, through the last feed and uh, there are a couple others that we're going to ask here. But one last chance, guys, if you're watching and you got a question for Chief, go ahead and put it down in the comments right down there. We can see them. Uh, Frank uh, Keller Keller mm-hmm. says, are patrol officers supposed to wear their seatbelts while in the patrol vehicle patrolling? Yes. We have policy that, that uh, dictates that that occur. Even the people in the backseat have to wear seatbelts. And if that's not occurring, there could be a whole host of reasons as to why that's not. For example, maybe they're going to a call and they're um, a few hundred yards away and they take their seatbelt off to get out of their car quicker. Some, some, some things like that I wouldn't get too uh, concerned about. But um, routine patrol, just driving around, got to wear a seatbelt. Okay, so got to wear the seatbelt. Um, I'm actually looking through here. Cheryl, I want to thank you for letting us know we needed to go the other way. Uh, if you are just tuning in, guys, we actually are really impromptuing this right now. As our main, our, we're winging it, it's true. Our main feed, unfortunately, has failed, and we are going to look into that and fix that. But we are wrapping this up here. We want to appreciate you guys. If you watch that one, you're watching now. Thank you very much. Um, was there any of those questions so far? You said you had a front runner earlier. Is that front runner still front running? Yeah, yeah. Who, who, who I, do you think gets this? So I don't remember your name, forgive me, but the gentleman that asked the question about what are our short-term and long-term issues that we're addressing, I really liked that question. There was a lot of meat to that. Thank you. That was uh, Don Patterson. Don, congratulations. Great question. All right, Don, we're going to reach out to you on how you can get your $25 payday rewards card uh, in, 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 yeah, congratulations. Um, is there anything else, Chief? I don't know. Thanks for allowing me to be here today. Yeah, thanks for running through the yeah. through the, the, the issues we had. Yeah, Cheryl, Frank, everybody that, that uh, posted questions and is engaged on, on the, uh, the, the live feed here, thank you so much. And uh, thank you for allowing me to be your chief. I love it here. Very good. We're glad to have you. Guys, this is going to wrap it up for us. Again, I apologize for the video the way it is right now. We're going to work on our production and see what just happened. Uh, that iPad just crashed. So uh, we were fully charged, but then we weren't. So anyway, 
Yeah, Chief, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Ask Klamath is a production of Klamath Falls News, and I am Brian Gailey. Off show or off camera behind us is our producer, Damien. He's actually holding the iPad, the other iPad that we have that we're on right now. That's funny. Uh, if you didn't catch the entire broadcast of either part, you can watch both of those after Facebook does their magic. Um, and if you've been entertained, I know I have today. I've learned something from this man, but our system, woo! Gotta love it, right? Technology works great until it doesn't. Um, so next time, our, our guest is actually going to be uh, Chip Massey from Klamath Community College. He's uh, going to be talking the, the workforce development at KCC. There's a big thing going on over there we're going to be chatting about. Guys, this is Chief Inslee. I want to thank him for being here. Uh, and we will see you around the basin. Be safe. <laughs>